No son of Russ should die like this. Afka Ironmane was crouched in the snow. He regarded the mangled corpse lying next to him forlornly. It was Barak Thunderborn, a fellow space wolf, his brother. Steam was rising from the carcass of Barak's beloved wolf mount, Gerrick. The monstrous beast had been torn apart. The drifts had lessened in the last hour and rolled slowly across the tundra. Even so, they had begun to settle over Barak's corpse. The space wolf's blood, still warm from his recent slaying, created dark red blossoms in the veiling snow. It did little to hide the lacerations in his battle plate, nor did it smother his grievous wounds. Cooling intestines were heaped just below Barak's groin and trailed a half meter from the murder site. Slain by one of his own. Afka bit back his anger, but his gauntleted fist was clenched. Snow dappled his armor, turning blue-gray into dirty white. It piled on his poltrons, only to loosen and cascade off as he got up. Clods of snow clung to his beard, too. The black and iron-gray streaks powdered white. We don't know that for sure, brother. Skeln Icefang was standing farther away. His voice was deep, like the rumble of slow-moving icebergs. He patted his giant wolf-mount Fenrir as it bristled at the stench of blood. Like his battle brother, Skelm wore the blue-gray power armor of the Space Wolves. And also like his brother, it was adorned with fetishes and totems honoring their liege lord, Lehman Russ, and the fierce warrior pride of the wolf guard of Fenris. A fanged necklace hung around Skelm's gorget, and a pelt of thick fur draped down his armored back. Runic talismans dangled off leather thongs attached to his breastplate, which carried the gilt sigil of a winged lupine skull. Skelm's blonde beard was less wild than Afka's and wreathed by snow. He carried a scar across his forehead and above his left eye, a relic of an earlier battle. Both warriors had a feral cast to their features, the echo of their namesake, and went unhooded, preferring to feel the icy caress of the weather. It was Hagni! What else could tear Barak Thunderborn apart like this? Afgar gestured to the butchered remains. With Barak's power armor split like paper, his flesh torn and organs ripped from his body, Skelm found an argument difficult to come by. Instead, he snarled, showing long canines. His massive wolf mount bared its own fangs in empathy. Afka and Skelm hailed from a rarefied, some say mythical brotherhood within the Space Wolves. They rode Thunder Wolves, the greatest of all the Fenrisian wolves, as a man would ride a horse. Such creatures were massive, more monster than wolf, easily twice as large as a Terran bear and many times more ferocious. Their thick fur was as strong as steel wire and their long fangs were sharp and broad like swords. Thanks to the ministrations of the Space Wolves' Iron Priests, cybernetic enhancements augmented the beasts' already formidable strength and combat abilities. Few could master such beasts as those that stalk the mountains of the Maelstrom, and even then, they were not wholly tamed. The Scions of Pestilence are dead! Our mission is ended! Hagni must be found and captured! He is Wolfen! He must be killed! No, Afgar! The wolf priests will judge him. It is not for us to decide. 
Barak Thunderborn lies dead and it is not for us to decide? Hackney is our brother no longer. He slew a Thunderwolf, Skeln. I won't condemn him, Afka. What if it was you we hunted? Afka thumped his breastplate. Nearby, his wolfmount, Skull, growled and pawed the ground. Then I would welcome death as release from dishonor. Fenrir snarled, hackles rising on its muscled neck. A sharp word from Skelm quelled his mount's ire to a low growl. Any retort would have to wait, as the sound of an approaching vehicle interrupted them. Both space wolves turned and saw a chimera-armored troop carrier rumbling towards them across a snow-choked road. Several kilometers behind it, south of the Space Wolves position, loomed a dark bastion. It was the Imperial command post of the Cadian 154th, the Fusiliers, and the slab-sided Chimera tank that ground to a halt before the Wolves belonged to the regiment's commanding officer, Colonel Vorin Eckhart. The rear hatch squealed open on half-frozen hinges, and a jowly man in the olive drab of the Cadians stepped out. 